0: Right on, right on, right on. Right
1: on radio.
0: Right on radio.
1: Hey, welcome to Right on Radio. My name is Jeff. I am your host. Thank you so much for being here. I am super excited about today because I have the heavyweight champion of podcasting with me and I won't waste any time. I want to bring him right in. David Nino Rodriguez.
0: <laughs> What's up, Jeff? <laughs> uh,
1: I'm so glad to have you here. Uh, I-, I watch your show. You're you're one of the few shows that I do watch. And, uh, you know, you catch up on the news. You're actually always very well prepared. And I usually get a couple good laughs in the <laughs> midst of it. <laughs> 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 Particularly when you do some of your characters. <laughs>
0: Like I said to you earlier, man, it's, it's look, the way I see it is this way. I take my interviews very serious. I don't, you know, I don't use all the bells and whistles in my interviews, but like when it's a one man show, I I feel like I got to captivate and keep people's attentions no matter how dumb I make them off. And, uh, I just kind of flow and I try you know, if we don't make light of this, and I I take this, this, the situation our country's in the world in right now, very serious, believe me, but you still got to laugh. You still got to like have a good time. You still got to like understand that we are still living beings and we need to feel these positive emotions. We can't just be trapped in depression and frustrate. That's what they want. That's what they want. So my job, I feel, is to make people laugh, break them out of that cocoon of depression and uh, and, and bring them into more of light and understand like, hey, look, let's make fun of these people like, like Soros and, and Biden and these people that are like so evil that... If I can just make fun of them, then it takes that that aura away from them. And then they look they look beatable, right? So <laughs> when they look beatable, they, they you beat them like, like like I said to you earlier. Like when I was in the dressing room getting ready to go into fights, my trainer would have me cracking up, man. Like I mean, laughing my ass off on fighters I was gonna fight, and then I and then they would just take the whole seriousness kind of away from everything. We'd go in there and I knock the guy out. You know, we'd keep it serious, but every a joke here and there, man, would just lighten up the situation, clear the tension, and I'd be a lot more loose and, and and ready to go in there and just crack a head, crack heads. You know what I mean? So that's how I look at all of this. I Every situation I've been in, man, you know, and this is going to sound really messed up but even when i was getting arrested and i was always in trouble dude i'd have the cops cracking up you know i mean they'd be like who is this dude you know i mean like every situation i don't know if it's a nervous thing i do but i just i make light of it because life is short life is really really short and as far as i know um we just go around once you know and what's after this well i like to believe it's it's um eternal you know but but nobody knows man nobody knows and so that's why i i feel like we just got to live life to the best we can and laugh when we can
1: well you know what and, and i'm not looking for sympathy here but i don't think people realize like the amount of research that we have to do to do this stuff and it's hard man it can eat you up on the inside so when you talk about having that uh, you know your coach getting you to laugh and stuff like that just to get you a little bit loose before you go out but but I've always wanted to ask you this one question about your professional career. When I watch fights, the walk out to the ring. That has to be the most surreal moment. Oh. Man.
0: Dude, when you're walking, you're in the tunnel, right? And the and the commissioner comes in and says, seconds out, or like, or he says, uh, five minutes of go time, he'll come in and bang on the door. And you're already wrapped up. You've already been warming up. You've been hitting the mitts hard and, uh, you got a good sweat, light sweat. And then all of a sudden it's like you say, I I pray, I kneel down and I pray to God, I go, Lord, putting my life in your hands right now. Please take care of me. You know, I pray for the situation. I pray for the other fighter as well. Let us both walk away from this fight, uh, uh, unscathed and healthy Lord. And then the doors open up and your whole team walks out with you out the doors. And then you're looking down this tunnel and there's curtains. And then all of a sudden, you just hear music, and you hear the crowd, and then the curtains open up, and you just see flashes of light, and there you go. And let me tell you, man, it's a dream. It's like, I don't even feel my legs. I don't even feel... Like, when I'm walking the whole time, I'm like, oh, man, how am I going to fight right now when I can't even feel my legs? Like, how am I going to do this? Because the adrenaline is so... There's so much adrenaline pumping through your body, you don't feel anything. I... I I feel like my punches have no zing on it, no zap. I mean, I'm just kind of oh. this, like in a dream world. And I walk in, and then all of a sudden, you walk up these stairs, and you're hoping to God, please don't let me trip on these stairs. And you go up the stairs, and you get up there, and then they open the ropes up, and then, boom, you're in the ring, and it's like, okay, it's real. Like, here we are, and you're looking around, and you just see a, a sea of faces. And, you know, some are for you, some are against you, and you look around, and you just think to yourself, what do what dream am i in right now this is insane and then it's really hot up there in the ring it's like the lights are over you so it's it's about it's usually about 102 105 degrees up in the ring or hotter depending on the day um and so up in the ring people will not realize it's very hot it's hot because oh, yeah. those lights are just baking you it's like being in a tanning bed and um and so you feel the heat from the lights tv cameras are on you and um and then the other the other fighter walks into the gets into the ring. The music turns off and then and then you're just then they sing the national anthem and you're just thinking to yourself. Hurry up. Let's just get this. Let's just do this. You know, and then your team gets out of the ring and then it's just you and that guy. And you're like, wow, the people I depended on are now out of the ring. I'm alone. He's alone. It's just me and him. And then all of a sudden the ring becomes the most quietest place on earth and it's just you and that guy staring at each other and then it's 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 go time and then the bell rings and then
1: is is that when the focus comes right back in just at that moment
0: yeah everything goes like i can't hear the crowd nothing it's just it's just that guy it's crazy it's it's a really surreal feeling man and and i've done this you know throughout my life i've had you know over 50 fights but professional, almost, you know, 39 professional fights. And every single time, man, you're just as nervous and scared as the very first time.
1: Well, you know, I I met you briefly last year uh, when I was traveling. And, uh, look, I'm I'm 6'2", 260 pounds. So I'm technically in your weight class. Yeah. (laughs) When I saw you in person, dude, you're bigger than than what the stats say but like you know I uh, will you confirm right now that you are not a Nephilim <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> ah, we don't know
0: no uh yeah no, I mean yeah I I uh I um two right now, I'm two well I'm 270 right now so I need to get my ass on the treadmill but 270 about six five six four and a half six five so uh, yeah, but these heavyweights that I fought were all my size bigger, and, you know, they they came in different ranges and sizes and heights. And um, so the heavyweight division is really just 200-plus. But yeah. the guys that did well are always in the 230 to 260 range, depending on their height. Um, I fought guys that were 300, 350, um, 6'8", 6'10". Uh, but they, they were always not as good as the guys that I fought that were 5'10 stout fire plugs that it's, that were like it's just, it's, it's just,
1: the shorter guy that you always worry about and i always thought that i, I used to fight a lot you know when i was yeah in well it
0: depends it. on the style it, it's a style of the fight like for me i had a very explosive in um inside fighting uh style which didn't make sense for my height and size so but it was just what i was used to but some guys that are really masterful boxers that have great jabs uh, a short guy is just—it's very easy work for them. But for me, short guys were presented difficultly because difficulty because I was also an inside fighter, and so they would—I—they had the center of gravity. They'd have, so it was—it's all about styles, man. Styles make fights.
1: Plus, I've always thought, you know, and then this is outside of professional boxing, but just you know, bar brawling—they um, got something to prove,
0: right? The best thing in bar balls I've ever told anybody is hit first. Like, oh, don't yeah. wait. The minute somebody gets in your personal space and they look threatening, hit first. And everyone, oh, how can you say that? I'm like, fine, then. Don't hit first. See what happens to you. See what happens to you. I learned quick And growing up in both sides of the border, Juarez and El Paso, always hit first. My dad taught me that at a very young age. Hit first, ask questions later. And now it's like, oh, no, can we talk it out Listen, the coddling today with today's generation and the way it is, is disgusting. Like, like from what I see, the way I grew up, you couldn't trust anybody man like we would go on the other side of the border right to juarez and party and let me tell you man people all the time were starting fights and trying to crack you with a bottle or something if someone came up with even just a a a a look on their face man you better hit first because if you don't you're gonna be on the other side of that so that's how i was raised i'm not you know i'm not saying i'm like that anymore but in under those circumstances I don't know when you see someone coming up and they don't look right. I mean, back then you have to do it.
1: (laughs) And and you know what? And and I, and I I love that you share openly that you quit drinking and all that stuff. But you, you know, when you think in the bar and you think of the effects of alcohol, um, a guy, your size, people naturally want to pick a fight with, even if they don't know who you are or whatever. And, And I know this from experience. So one of my friends, uh, his name is King Kong Wong and he's the largest, uh, or, you know, Chinese bodybuilder in the world. Wow. Um, he's the guy's no slouch. He trained with American top team. Now he's past his prime to go into the UFC at the time. But I used to go and watch UFC fights with him and I never said a word, thank God. But there was always <laughs> something inside of me. He so, said, man, I, if I could just get the first shot, I could take this guy, you know? What I mean? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But you just know that some guys you hit and they actually kind of like that feeling. <laughs> that's yeah. the scariest dude in the world, right?
0: Well, to be honest, I I've noticed most bodybuilders, muscle builders, those guys can't fight. So that's I'm just going to put that to rest right now. Those guys cannot fight. Big guys cannot fight. They never get. They don't get tested enough. They don't have the. They don't have the scat. They don't have the experience of getting their... Face busted up and still having a fight through that. Big guys don't fight mostly. I mean, anytime I see a big guy, I, I always say to everybody, "Not a problem." It's the it's the guys that are about that get fucked with all the time that are like that. I've experienced fighting. I worry more about the guy that weighs about one ninety, wiry, pissed off at the world, and can throw punches. I don't worry about the big guy that lifts weights. That guy's a joke. That guy, whatever. Yo, I guy worry about the thing. wiry the wiry guy that has issues. That's the guy I worry about. So <laughs> uh <laughs> you know what I mean? Seriously. Those are the those are the guys that present the problems. The big guys most of the time, I, I see guys that are 6'6, 6'5 all the time and they've come in the boxing gym and we just put them to sleep real fast. They leave, they never come back. That that was a that was just that was all the time. I mean the big guys would always come in football players, get dropped, never come back. You know, it was those guys that have issues, man. The guys that were like 180, 190, like wiry, strong. Those guys had problems they had to sort out in their head, and they, and they would they were usually the toughest guys.
1: Yeah, I'll bet you. So so Nino, you talk to a lot of people, and you know, you do a lot of interviews, and you you get a good sense, and, and you bring virtually every different opinion on your show, which I really respect about you for doing that Uh, but you get to sift through and see what fits into the puzzle and what doesn't and you know just one of the big things right now and I think we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about it but the enemy of the people, uh, one of them is the mainstream media and of course yesterday was Tucker Carlson gone Uh, Bongino has left Fox, Uh, Idiot Lemon uh, gone, that wasn't a surprise but what what are you hearing about that sort of thing?
0: We're going into the trenches now, man. They're going in for absolute power, absolute control. They want to control the narrative. They don't want anybody questioning anything. This is it right now. Um, so just like the purge happened with social media, now they're purging the mainstream anchors that are not cooperating. So And Don, Don Lemon or uh, was just collateral damage. That guy was just, they took him out to make it look fair. Okay, that's it. So people need to understand that. Um they're getting ready. They need to control the narratives right now for what's coming in 2024, which is going to be uh, – they're going to cheat again. They're going to steal the election. Um, they they want to be able to control all sides of everything. So what I'm guessing that they're going to plan to do is bring in somehow, some way Newsom. They're going to probably yeah. have to have Biden's strip of gear – Biden falls up a flight of stairs. I don't know what they're going to do with Biden, but I got a feeling they're going to take him out of there, and they're going to have to—they're going to have to somehow figure out a way to maneuver Newsom in there. Mm-hmm. That's going to be their big—that's going to be their big show horse, right there is Newsom. Then I think they still got Ron DeSantis and they got Pence, so so it doesn't really matter who wins. They control both sides. Ron DeSantis may look—I don't like—I've told everyone I don't care if he turns water into wine, man. This dude's a globalist through and through. You look at his donors, all the big powerful people behind him, the Bush families behind him. This guy's a shitbag, bag. Okay. I don't care how much you like him or want to like him. He's a shitbag. bag bag. That guy just people need to understand. It. He's a wolf in sheep's clothing and anybody who's going against Trump right now, which I believe in my heart of hearts is an operation. Okay. At the highest level. So, we are fighting for our country, the survival of our country. If these people win, humanity is gone. Literally, hum- not just America, humanity. This is not, and God's not going to let us lose, man. God is not going to let His creation go to shit. This is something that they can't be, they will not beat us up. But it's going to take people getting, it's going to take people with backbones, bravery, to fight against these these scumbags because these people they want b- to push us into slavery and bondage, absolute control. Uh, knock off 95 percent of people through vaccines and disease and then and then have the the five percent very uh, well managed manageable in smart cities uh, this is a nightmare this is an absolute orwellian nightmare so uh that's where we're at right now we're in the we're in the we're in the battle of two timelines right now and we're at that crossroads which way are we gonna go um and you better pick a lane because and it's gonna be it's, you're going to get a lot of backlash for being a conservative. You're going to be called a bigot, a, You know whatever they're going to call you, homophobe, whatever. But this is for spirituality. This is not a culture war. This is a spiritual war. No, Many people say, be- oh, it's a culture war. It's not a culture war. This is a spiritual war through and through. Pick a side. Make sure it's the right side because you have the rest of eternity to think about it.
1: One of the things with the Tucker Carlson, and who knows which way this is going to go, but I, I think that the, if we're going to win, the mainstream media has to take a severe hit somehow. And I'm just wondering because Tucker Carlson, whether you like him or not, he was the biggest cable news program in the world at the time. Yeah. Yeah. And if he starts up his own platform or goes on to an alternative media site, you know, Huge. he could take a job at CNN, who knows, right? Um, But if he starts up an alternative site and he is truly uh, let go to speak because he has been going through an awakening. I've started watching him again recently because he's starting to realize things and he realizes the left and right paradigm is, is a joke. It's just to keep yeah. us divided. and. He's, he's had these epiphanies on air for the last six months in particular. So if he really goes in and he gets locked in to something, he could do a lot of damage to the mainstream media. Oh,
0: he's, he's just getting started, bro. Like, look, what's going to happen now? He's going to be more powerful than ever. What they did to him was stupid.
1: Mm-hmm. Was stupid.
0: Because now, man, this guy's going to be huge. I mean, I'm surprised if Newsmax or OAN I mean I'll be surprised if they don't grab him but he may be asking too much I don't know but or he can go on his own platform whatever he wants to do it's going to be huge so um Tucker is going to be a huge voice to be reckoned with and 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 they just made him bigger dude they just made this guy bigger when you do so everything they're doing right now every this is the genius about this game right now this is what people need to understand every move they make is exposing them and yes. waking up more people. So now, people are going, you know what? Whoa, Wow! Big, big light bulbs are going on, going off, or going on. So right now, people are waking up. So every move they make on the chessboard, everybody sees it, and everybody knows it. And they're exposing them. They're, they're, every move is to their demise, to their demise. That's what's so genius about this. That was what's so genius about Trump. He exposed them. Now that they're exposed, everything they used to do is in the dark. If Hillary would have got in, they would have continued to play this game in the dark, and nobody. The fact that Trump upset the Applecart, we have won. We won. Now we're in the fight. Now we all know what's going on. They cannot beat us. They won't beat us. They can't. It's impossible, man. We're all awake. These people, like they said, they're not going to be able to walk the streets, dude. It's going to be scary. Yes, it's going to get ugly. Yes, but they're going to lose. Ultimately, they lose because none of us are going to comply.
1: So right now, there's the congressional hearings going on and stuff like that. But at the same time, you know, we're thinking about that and we've got some hope in that. But the dollar is about to collapse. Race. You know, we're on the brink of nuclear war. <sighs> uh,
0: yep.
1: It's all right. You know, don't worry. Don't fret it. Hey, look,
0: yes, the House hearings are the, everything in the background. Pay attention to that because a lot of whistleblowers are coming out. A lot of insiders are coming out. And, and they're all going to start rolling on each other, pointing fingers, suicides, bro. Think suicides. These people are going to get really, they're going to start jumping off buildings. They're going to start offing each other. That's what evil does. They can't even trust each other. They're going to be jumping off buildings, running in traffic. I don't, which fine with me. But but here's the thing is that as this all happens in the background with Al-Sanis, absolutely they're going to escalate World War III. They're going to escalate um, World War III. They're going to push for open borders. The whole thing, you just froze. Are you there? Well, it still says we're going, so I'm going to go ahead and keep going. Uh, you froze up, Jeff. Can you hear me?
1: Just a moment.
0: Okay, I hear you now. I hear you now. Okay,
1: yeah, I don't know what happened there. There, you, yeah, go. there yeah. you go. There you go. You're back. So
0: so I'll just continue. So open borders, they're going to try to, they're going to go, they're not, they're pulling out all stops, man. They're going to be, I mean, there's going to be an influx of migrants coming through the border. They're going to try to use the migrants to steal the, steal the election. Uh, they're going to give him amnesty. I mean, dude, it's going to get bad. There's going to be chaos in the streets. Probably going to lose anywhere from 13 to 15 cities from what I know, which will probably be Democratic hell holes anyway. That's why Trump comes out and talks about freedom cities, because he knows we're going to have to rebuild America for what's coming. That's why you got to pick up what this guy lays down. He also said something very um to me that was a military calm was he was on Levine talking about nuclear. He's like, yeah. you know, hey, this can go nuclear anytime. This is the most dangerous time for America and the world. Well, what he's saying is, from what I understand, how this has to be played out, it does have to go nuclear for a certain reason. Um, and I don't want to go into that reason on air because I, I don't, I don't want to betray confidence. But um, there's certain things that um, we do have to hit a scare event. I'll just put it that way. We have to hit a scare event, and it's got. It's unfortunately has to happen that way, from my understanding.
1: Well, you know, people like Juan have been saying that for a long time, that there is gonna be a scare event. And man, we're getting close because you know, certainly when you look at the whoever the actor is playing Biden, and even just the other day, they even showed the clip on Fox that of him scratching the back of his neck and you can see his mask going up. They and showed down. it on Fox. They did. No now way. Didn't I didn't know that. that that was a mask. They did not point that out. But they showed the exact same oh, clip. That we've okay, seen. but
0: they didn't. All right, I got you. I Got you.
1: Yeah. Wow.
0: So I, I've yeah. heard anywhere. I've heard there's four actors playing them, and I, but I don't have any validation or or or, or any kind of a uh, evidence on that. I just that's what I've heard, but it wouldn't surprise me.
1: Listen, it it has to be something. And Trump said something the other day as well. I just saw the clip uh, yesterday and I think it was with Newsmax, he was being interviewed, and they were asking about Pence. And, it, you know, Trump always has his talking points, and but then he says little things in between the talking points, and he just moves past it, and those are the things I pay attention to. But he said specifically, central casting Pence. Mm, interesting. He said that? He said that. I, I could probably, wow. probably talk and play it.
0: Wow! I didn't know he said that. That's pretty crazy. Ooh, yeah, man. And then he'll just go He's right over me. it. And if you, I yeah, if, if you just, you could miss it. This is just a second. He says something, and then that's the that's the the truth bomb right there. That's crazy. Wow! I didn't know he said that. Oh, yeah, man. yeah, yeah. I had no idea he said that. That's wild,
1: wild. Hold on. I mean, I'm going to find the clip because it's. I just I just saw it the other day. It'll be easy. That to is. Hear. That's so wild.
0: And yeah, I mean, he's letting you know, man. All is not what it seems to be. All is not what it seems to be. Wow.
1: Okay, I'm almost there.
0: There's so much going on, man. You just, I mean, geez. Like, you you blink, you miss it, man. It's just, this. this war is really picking up speed. I told everyone... I even put it on my Twitter. I was like, man, this is going into, this is going to trench. We're going into the trenches now, trench warfare. Like that's where this is going. Like they, <laughs> this, this is about to get really wild, man. It's
1: going to get ugly. Um, and yes. people better get prepared because, and I, I do think there's going to be a bright shiny spot after this for a little bit, but you know, you talked about the democratic cities and stuff like that. Um, I always think of that movie, Escape from New York. And I think they were showing us
0: Escape from New York. I remember that movie.
1: Yeah. What's his name? Escape
0: from New York. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. So New York became a prison city, essentially.
0: Is that, that's, uh, no, that's Gangs of New York. I'm thinking of Gangs of New York with DiCaprio. But what is Escape from New York? When was that? When did that come out? I have to watch that again, I guess.
1: Probably 30 years old. It was Kirk Russell in it. And he needed to go in to New York, which had become a large prison. Oh,
0: and, wow. Okay. Oh
1: yeah, you, you gotta go. See, you gotta go see it. I'm gonna it's go great. watch
0: it today. Yeah. <laughs> I have a free oh, day today. Today's my day off, so I'm gonna watch it. Escape from
1: New York. I, I know I've heard of that movie. Let me just share my screen here, real quick. Oh, well, hold on. I have to make an adjustment to my so I can do this properly but I'm going to show you this clip as it's really really interesting that he just that throws it in All right All right, here we go. Yeah, so this is him with Newsmax. It comes up really quick.
0: Uh, there's never been a vice president that's done anything for the election. In other words, they vote for the one person. Uh, I had a very good vice president, did a good job. Till the end, I disagreed with him very strongly. I still do. But I had a guy central casting. He was, but I don't think vice president.
1: <laughs> <laughs> wow! Central casting. Here, let me just rewind that one more time. Yeah. And it went right by this guy. Yeah. you
0: know initially when you pick it
1: oh what the heck
0: vice president doesn Senate anything for the election in other words they vote for the one person uh, I had a very good vice president did a good job till the end I disagreed with him very strongly I still do but I had a guy Central Casting, he was
1: <laughs>
0: wow man that's pretty crazy
1: i know right and yeah, and so he I, I brought know. up central casting multiple times that's
0: wild man i don't that's just oof I, man this is time. just this is just such a crazy crazy time we're living in man golly this is wild wild and, man and,
1: and you also look at it so there. There's central casting, but there's also what they call the explore talent agency as well, where some of the uh, Republicans come from, right? You know. Jeez. Uh, and, and I'm just wondering how are the arrests done? I know people have claimed it. I haven't seen the evidence.
0: No. Uh, wonder, no. I'm hearing no. I, I. I. Okay. Look, a lot of shit sounds so fantastical and it's a psyop man people that watch or like read you know real raw news this and that man get away from that man that's that's garbage look um i've heard at a certain strata there's tribunals happening right now at a certain level and i'll let juan get into that whenever he wants to um but we are not at the point now where people are just being killed and, and often there's clones. There's no reason for any of that. When, From my understanding, when this happens, everyone's going to know it's going to happen. It's going to be public and you're going to see justice. You're not going to see someone's double walking around or clone. Makes no sense. It's garbage. People need to really like understand that that from, from all the people that I've talked to, and I've had thousands and thousands and thousands of hours in this, it's not happening. And the people that are telling you it's happening have no proof of it. Stay away from them. It's fantastical. It's garbage. We don't know. We can guess and we, we can play along as much as you want. We can consider it and talk about it like maybe it, you know, but have, there is no proof that any of that is happening, okay? There's no proof at all. And I'm talking to people like The Ghost, Scott Bennett, Juan, On a daily basis and there is no proof any of that has happened and it's not happening from what i'm understanding um will it happen happen? i'm 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 betting it will happen but we have no proof any of that has happened and so we got to be real careful with that because we can mislead patriots and people uh, into a very dangerous place, and then they're just going to be asleep at the wheel as they take over this country. So they want you to believe people are being put to death. They want you to believe there's clones out there walking around so that it's an easier task for them to take over the country. It is not true.
1: And and I come into agreement with you on that. I've been saying for a long time now, you know, that this enjoy the show. No, you can't sit back and enjoy the show. No. And if White Hats are truly in control... Uh, why are so many people dying? Why is the water being poisoned with all these? Trials? Right,
0: I and, and you're right about that. But we but there are white hats fighting for the good. There are yes. white hats that are that are fighting, and and I believe they are they are in. When I say in, when they say in control, they've got the chessboard figured out. I think the moves they're making is they're walking the deep state off the cliff, and I do believe. So in a sense, they are in control. I believe they are going to win this. I believe they have a strategy to win this, but
1: it's one. It's a wrap. Everything's
0: good. Let's just enjoy the show. I don't agree with that. I think... Uh, exactly. No, yeah, listen.
1: I, America's not going to go down without patriots fighting for it.
0: No, like, but this is how they lower your guard. This is how they they make us complacent, is by saying, oh, it's just a show. Enjoy it. Yeah, to a, to a degree, there are good people out there to, picking up the fight, but that's like saying... I'm going to go into a fight and uh, someone else is going to train for me and get prepared for me, and I just got to show up. No way, man. That's not how it rolls. You know, like, (laughs) I could have the best team in the world, and if someone else is doing the training for me and all that, then what the hell am I doing? And what, I'm just going to show up to the fight and expect to win? That's not how this is going. People need to understand we're all in this fight. This is very real. People need to start at a grassroots level. Uh, If you want to run for some kind of position in politics, do it. Don't let anybody hold you down. Don't anyone let you don't let anyone hold you back. Go for it. The only person holding you back is you. You are as only as powerful as you think you are, man. If you think you're if you think you're ultra powerful, mega power, you are. It's all in the mind, dude. I mean, it really is. Anybody, I don't give a shit if you have no credentials. If you just said, "You know what? I'm going to make a change in this world." You can do it. You can do it. It's yeah. so crazy. That's what's so wonderful about our creator and us being co-creators. We can do
1: absolutely
0: anything. You can quit your job. And I promise you, if you take the leap of faith, the net will appear. That's how life works. It's it's a, it's a strange, mysterious thing, but it works that way. And That's why I know God is real. You take the leap of faith, the net will appear. You just have to have that leap. I quit drinking, and I didn't know where it was going to lead me. Now it's like... I have a whole new career. I'm doing different things. I'm making a difference in the world, and it all started with me just giving up alcohol. <laughs> Come on, man! If that's not God, I don't know what is. Well,
1: that was a big step, though. That's that's not an easy thing to do. No,
0: but I look the other the other the other side of that was death or prison, and I had to. You know, I I really came down to I was at I was thinking to myself one day, and I was like, okay, look, I wanted to blow my head off, right? I was thinking I'm going to kill myself and it came to my mind i'm like and look man i'd be one to do it i tried to do it twice you know i overdosed on drugs I, they brought me back with the defibrillator i'm not scared and i thought to myself it can't be any worse than a punch i mean punches hurt way worse than them you know you you put a gun to your head you pull the trigger it's over man and then i thought to myself well wait a minute i've never really given god a chance like i've never I can say that it's over and and hate my life, but I never gave God a chance. And I thought, well, why haven't I given God a chance? I mean, how fair is that to God and myself? Well, what would I have to do to give God a chance? And I thought about it. Well, I'd have to, like, make a drastic decision in my life. And I'm like, hmm, what would that be? Oh, wait a minute. I'd have to quit drinking. I'd have to stop putting myself in those situations. Okay, so wait a minute. So would that be giving God a chance? Yes, it would. So that's. Okay, so I need to do that. That's what I need to do. And everyone needs to look at their own lives the same way and think, what do I got to do to improve my life? What What am I doing that's self-destructive? What am I doing in my life that I need to, if I subtract that, all these additions will come. And I thought about it and I was like, okay, well, it's alcohol. Take away alcohol and I don't have any guarantee my life's going to get better. I really don't. I'm probably going to be bored. I'm probably going to be depressed. No, no, no guarantee at all my life's going to get better. None at all. But I'm going to go for it. So that was the leap of faith. I did that. And let me tell you, right when I quit drinking, my dad got put in the hospital. He had to have a heart valve replacement. I didn't break. I stayed strong. I didn't drink. I was walking. I had nervous energy, so I'd walk six miles, is six six 6.8 miles to the hospital about three times a week. I would walk there. I didn't even want to drive. I walked there just to get shit out of my head. I'd walk to the hospital to visit my dad. Then corona hit. The next thing you know i'm not able to go see my dad in the hospital they didn't even know if he was going to be able to have the surgery they didn't even know if he was a candidate for the surgery he's 85 years old at the time they didn't even know if he could have the surgery i kept strong i didn't drink i didn't drink i didn't budge i was praying the rosary every night every night i was praying the rosary. i was also talking to uh jim caviezel almost every night you know he was keeping me really strong and I didn't break. I did not break. I wanted to go to the bar and drink. I did not. And I stayed strong. And then got low, Lo and behold, things started working out. And my dad went in for the surgery. And I, I was thinking to myself, man, he has water in his lungs because of the valve. If they're going to say it's Corona, they're not going to perform the surgery. I was so scared, man. I was terrified every night. He got through it, came out of the surgery. I still have my father with me right now. And, um,
1: so, do you feel dude, that I could have broke so many times? I'm just think, I could have broke. Do you think? Do you think God honored you because of that decision with your father? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just know that, <sighs>
0: dude. I I just know that I tried. Man. I just did my best, and I. It's a miracle where I'm at right now, man. It's a miracle, dude. Like I shouldn't be here. I shouldn't even be doing what I'm doing. <laughs>
1: Well, I remember when you made that viral video, but you know, just all hit at the
0: same time, man. That all hit it at the same time, and I I didn't expect it. So everything that's you know the least I could do right now is just do what I do for people and and do my podcast because I'm on bonus time, man. I'm on bonus time, and this shit is like it shouldn't even be happening for me, dude. I was a I was a you know I was a fighter. I've always been a fighter, but. None of this shit should have happened for me, dude. Like, it's just, it's really a crazy thing, man. Like, I just, uh, I just, I can only, I can only thank God. Like, really, like, God saved me.
1: God saved me from my misery. So, David, at at that moment, because someone who's watching might think, you know, here's the heavyweight champion. You know, you've obviously made some money. You're in shape. What had you so down that you wanted to take your life at that time
0: i failed i failed boxing was my destiny i let the women and the drugs and the partying and the pressure get to me and i broke i just broke all that shit that happening uh that happened to me the overdose the getting the slit my throat slit open all that shit man was me i think it was uh at a spiritual level for me just trying to get out of the sport you know i believe we bring everything from the spiritual to manifest in the in the third dimensional, and I, I believe I I, I, I cowered it out, man. I was a coward. Well, you I, let I, demons in. Yeah, I, I purposely let them in to take me away from the pressure. I couldn't handle the pressure, and uh, I have to live with that the rest of my life. It's good. There was nobody better than me, dude. <laughs> like I was <laughs> It was scary to me how good I was, and I think that I looked at that, and when I saw how good I really was, I was knocking everybody out over and over again so easily that I, I think it scared me. I, I, you know, and, um, it's my own potential, my own ability scared me. And I, and I, and that's how I responded to it.
1: And and so also, you know, you, you didn't grow up with great wealth or anything like that, quite the opposite. And when all this stuff hits you, you can't really be ready for that either like no. you know the the fame the ease of getting women the ease of <sighs> getting everything you got a whole bunch of people who are your fake friends surrounding you frenemies um, and it's and and none of this stuff all all the things that come with your accomplishments are empty
0: it was empty it was completely empty i hadn't, it was a uh, like i found out a lot of my friends were not my friends they were just there for the limelight and the women and all that. And then when they left, it's funny because when I hit rock bottom, the, I, it was very peculiar to me because when I hit rock bottom, uh, a good majority of my friends left, you know, like I'd say a good 85% of them. But then like I, I, I sur- then the new set of friends surrounded me that almost like embellished in my misery and liked to be around me in my, my worst points of my life. Like it was really strange. And then I started thinking, well, those are my real friends. And then I was out drinking with them all the time, drugs, whatever. And as soon as I quit drinking, those friends left. And 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 then when I started like doing well for myself with the podcasting and making a little bit of money, they left. And and now I have no friends. So I I just have people I talked to on the phone from time to time that stuck with me. I, I can count my friends on two three fingers maybe. And uh, when I used to have 30, 40 guys they used to hang out with all the time. Now there's nobody around. It, was, it You know, it's funny because when I was fighting in the dressing room, um, they'd come in and say, man, I bought my own ticket to come to you know, I'd be fighting in Mexico City or Cancun, whatever. And they would always be sure to tell me, and this stands out in my mind, man, I bought my own ticket to come here, bro. I didn't ask you for any money to buy my ticket. And I would think to myself, well, I didn't even fight you, man. Like you just kind of showed up. And they would make a point to tell me, like, oh, I came here with my own on my own dollar. I got away from my family, you know, just to be here with you. And then we'd go out, and then I'd knock the guy out, and we'd go out that night. And they'd be cheating on their wife or cheating on their girlfriend or whoever. And I'd be like, oh, whatever. That's their business, right? Well, as soon as I lost and everything went down the in the gutter, they would – they're the same people that told me, well, I, 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 hey, let's go on a trip. Let's get out of town for a little bit. Oh, I can't, man. I got my family. I got my kids. I'm like, oh, really? Well, that's funny because when I was fighting and I was on TV and you were there wanting to be on TV, you were cheating on your wife. <laughs> you were in the limousine cheating on your wife. You know, I mean, dude, it's just, it's disgusting. I saw the grossest thing of, of, of people, of humanity. I just, I have a very different perspective on people you're only, it's almost like you're just you you are only as loyal as your options I guess I don't know I I just I see people for what they are I'm not saying there's not any good people out there there are but it's far and few between man far and few between
1: I well you know doing this stuff like you you know I've lost most of my friends and family you know yeah. um, and I have a very small circle now as well and and part of that is you know we can only trust so many people and and you sometimes we really have to trust you know some others to be around us and that doesn't come easy man
0: it's um it's been hard man life is hard life's not easy and um that's why i take pride in what i do bringing truth to people i have nothing to lose man like i've i've already been there i've been there i've had my i've watched the blood gush out of my neck no i think i'm gonna die i'm dead like not just trickle out i'm talking spill out onto yeah. the concrete and people need to understand like when you face that realization i'm dead you have no yeah i i have no fear man like what could they do to me that hasn't already been done like dude i've been there and i and you know what the worst part was living after that i much rather have died so in other words it was still coming back from that, knowing they took my career, getting knocked out on television, and still living a life of sorrow with no money, broke as a joke, no family, uh, drinking every day. Dude, I, I wanted to... It was misery. It was absolute misery. And it wasn't until I had to identify the problem and change my life that things started working for me. Things started changing. So it wasn't until I... Spotted the problem. The problem is alcohol. And I'm 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 very serious about that with people, man. Like, we are all responsible for our own lives. Nobody is responsible for your life. You you and a lot of people even think they blame God. Well, God gave you all the power in the world to change your own
1: life. He gave it's you up the will. You, man.
0: And that's where I don't understand that you know people can't find it. Do you really believe in God? Well, if you believed in God, you would make changes in your life and know God's going to be there for you. You God's, you know, we look at God like it's a wish list. Like, oh, I pray, I want this, I want that. But I pray to God every day, I want this. He's not giving it to me. I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this, I want this. Or I'm not getting it. Well, God's not going to give you what you want. He's going to give you what you need. And sometimes what you need is humility and humbleness. Sometimes what you need isn't what you're asking for. And... That's how God works. You know, something completely out of left field will hit you, and it's not what you want. It's sometimes what you need, and you don't know what you need until it hits you.
1: My greatest fear, David, is uh, being before the Lord and having all these missed opportunities in front of me. I want to hear, good and faithful servant, you've run your course, and not hearing that, is my greatest fear yeah that's the truth
0: as you get older too man you realize like the charade the you know the you know i was watching the boxing fights the other day and i was just i'm just so elevated beyond that now i've transitioned i've 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 transitioned out of boxing and i've elevated out of the sport you know i've transcended out of the sport i feel and I look at it now and I still see like these guys like De La Hoya and Mayweather and all the fighters still wearing their sunglasses into the ring and still on that low vibrational, dense playing field of the of the materialistic garbage yeah. of, of no spirituality whatsoever. I don't care how much they talk about God and this and that. It shows in what you do. It shows in what you do and who you are. And I was watching this fights and I was like, I'm finally out of that cesspool of garbage of just low vibrational energy i no longer am there i've lifted myself out of that and i'm so proud of myself and although i enjoyed the fight and i thought i felt bad for the kid that lost but i was thinking to myself boy he has a lot to learn and maybe god did him a favor by by him losing because now he's gonna have to really give himself a long hard stare and make some changes in his life and uh, this could be for the better. It's going to be tough, but it's going to be for the better. If, if, if he's truly, as he says, he's close to God,
1: then he'll come out of this and he'll learn from it. Yeah. So, you know, I'm, I'm relating a lot of your personal story to where we are right now. And we have, it, it, you, you said that it has to come from grassroots. I believe that, Um. We have to let go of some of the things that are holding us back. Just like your personal story. Um, I think the days of someone sitting on the couch and watching sports, uh, that's gone because our, the country, the world is never going to be as it was, but it's going to be as we make it, (laughs) you know, um, The future's
0: ours. The future's ours. It's ours it's it's what we make it like you said and but we first got to beat these people we we've now have to identify them they're exposing themselves pay attention know who they are and now we beat them and then the future we can make the future anything we want but we got to get these people out of the way first
1: yeah and i think we really have to shame them
0: (laughs) a hundred percent i agree
1: they have to be shamed I, i love that video it was about two years ago now of lindsey graham walking through the airport. And people, no. the crowd just came around and shamed him, and that was perfect. That's what we need for all of these. These guys. people,
0: to me, have lost their soul. They're either demons incarnate, and they don't care. Reptilian, whatever you want to say, they are, or they've just they're laggard souls. They don't care. They're all service to self. A lot of them, I think, were um, MK ultrad I think as young children, they are molested. Um, you know many adults have sex with them i think they're just they they're stripped away at a very young age so you cannot expect anything less from them now uh and that's what we're dealing with now and that's that's who these that's who our enemies really are and yeah i feel sorry for them but my job is not to save them they're too far gone my job is to protect us our children from them
1: so no matter matter from they have at some point you can make a choice right Just like you can't choice. And
0: I tell people all the time you have your liberal friends are not awake yet. This and that at this point in the game, at this stage in the war, forget it. Let them go. They're done. You know, they, they, they're on their soul journey. They probably need to come back 10, 20,000 times. I don't know what it is. I don't know anything about that, but I know you can't save them. Protect your own. Now it's time to protect your own. And that's where we're at. Protect your children, protect your family, protect your close friends. And that's it. Don't try to save these people that are that are already too far gone. Protect your own.
1: Yeah. And build up the community that we're in right now. We need to build each other up and we need to be we need to have each other's back. We need to have a certain amount of trust with with a small group of people no matter where you are um and we need to talk to each other to, so we know that we're not insane <laughs> as well. Yeah.
0: I agree with you. hundred percent i I don't if i if I didn't talk to Juan a lot every day and pretty much every day or or the ghost, I'd be insane myself. So at least I have the I have that and 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 since I have that delicacy, that luxury, then I give it to the people at my morning shows.
1: and your show is on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at what time?
0: 9:30 a.m. Uh, Mountain Standard Time, so <laughs>
1: Mountain Standard Time, and that's yeah. on YouTube. We've also Yeah, developed- I don't know
0: how, why I started it. In the- I, th- I think about it now. I'm like, man, I can. I guess because in the morning, that's when I used to train and get the day over with. So, because uh, I thought about it, I'm like, maybe I should do it in prime time. But I'm like, eh, morning's good. Start the day off with some Nino in your coffee. <laughs> <laughs> so i was like oh, i just got just go for it in the mornings but it gives me a purpose to wake up every morning you know and get get going and i read the ads and it gives me a purpose man you know i used to wake up every morning and and go train you know and now it's like and i had to get my day done by like two o'clock i was done um ah but then i would sometimes run at night so that's not always true I, it, boxing was a 24 7 lifestyle but uh, i like to get the major part of my day the the bulk of the day done in the morning
1: yeah I'm a morning boy. Well, I, I usually wake up around four or five in the morning as it, as it goes. So, you know, even by you know, time when I'm taping at 10, 11 AM, usually, you know, I've already had a pretty good shift already because I, I wake up, I start to work. I, I wake up. I, I, first of all, I, I read the Bible. I do some Bible study. I pray, you know, and then I, I've learned a little shortcut in Intel looking and, uh, I just simply ask God to show me what I need to see (laughs) and it cuts hours out, you know, he answers it. Right. Yeah, of course. You know, uh, David, listen, I want to thank you for being here, man. Um, and by the way, you know, you've been a pretty good friend to me over the couple of years. We haven't really hung out in person or anything like that, but you've always returned my texts. You've always taken my calls and stuff like that. And I really oh, appreciate man. that
0: about you. Uh, of course, I'm nobody. I'm not above anybody. Nobody's above me. You know, I've hung out with like you know, it's funny. It's like I've hung out with like celebrities that are like that to people, and it makes me sick. Yeah, I just nobody's above anybody, man. And that 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 type of idol worship, celebrity worship, needs to end. It's done. It's <laughs> there's nobody any better than anybody else. So I I appreciate you saying that, but um, I humbly well, appreciate you saying that.
1: Well, so you know, like I, I was a professional musician for a number of years and I worked in entertainment for about 30 years. So I met most of these guys. Like I've met yeah. so many big rock bands and stuff like that. And man, it's disappointing when you meet them. Let me oh, tell
0: you. Isn't it? isn't it it's disgusting? It's like, uh, say so I mean, I understand they gotta be cautious of some people because there are a lot of f- crazy people out there, but to just not the, you know, I used to watch Muhammad Ali, how he treated people. What a man, what a, what a, what an amazing soul that guy was, man. He was a humanitarian. He was he would go right to the cameras and go right to the little children and play with the little children and make them feel good and talk to their parents. That guy was just a humanitarian all the way through. He was like, if there was any favorite celebrity besides Jesus Christ, it would be Muhammad Ali, Donald Trump. But Muhammad Ali, man, he knew how to work the media, and he knew how to treat people. He treated yeah. people all. Another one, another person, Johnny Tapia. Johnny Tapia, man. I don't he know that. A Johnny Tapia was Albuquerque's uh, world champion, and uh, a lot of people need to look into him. He was uh, an amazing fighter. He had a lot of problems. He had a lot of drug problems, and he just shared them with the world. And he 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 was a huge example to me. The, reason, the way I'm living my life right now was – I got, I, uh, I took, uh, Johnny Tapia as an example. So, uh, he gave me a lot of strength and he was a personal friend of mine
1: before he died. Ah, that's amazing. Well, David, I'll give you the, uh, the final word before we close out. Uh, people need to
0: really, um, really sift through and research on their own, but they need to really watch out who they're getting information from. If it sounds too fantastical, if it sounds too promising, it probably is. Um, need to stay away from people that are preaching this snake oil and um, um, get buckled down because things are going to get rough, and uh, we all have each other in this, and we will prevail,
1: yeah. And uh, you should, you know, David has his show on YouTube and on Rumble, but uh, go to ninoscorner.tv, it's pretty reasonably priced. And the amount of guests and the amount of information he gets on there, I would suggest to you, is. Very much worth it. So go check out Nino's TV as well. And in the meantime, remember, love your God, love your family, love your neighbor as yourself, and make a difference in your community.
0: Right on, right on, right on. Right on radio. Right on